Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O He sometimes wears glasses to see what others don't. In past lives, he was always himself. He doesn't wear Nike, yet he still does it. He's Shepard Ampelis, and you are listening to his show. All right. What's up? How's everyone doing this Tuesday? You know, uh, <clears throat> there's been so much going on lately. Donald Trump's t- uh, tweeting about World War III. Um, but I thought it would be fun to do a clown world show and just kind of check out some of this clown world stuff that's going on. And then we can dive into any topic. Also, tomorrow, on the show, I think I'm going to do a Dogman episode that's going to be phenomenal. So if you're into cryptids and the Dogman or you don't know about it, you're going to want to catch Wednesday's stream and the all-day stream, which will have cryptid uh, orientation because I'm going to try to run a twenty, pretty much like a stream all day, and then we're going to go live later in the day. Uh, we might have Kevin Mooring from Twitter joining us here shortly right now we got wheezy uh with us and uh we're gonna talk all sorts of trash i'm sure and just uh get into all these different clown world topics but don't forget to like subscribe and share out the broadcast because that's important and it surely makes a difference wheezy how have you been man it's been I guess about a week or or so since I've been on uh, what is truth podcast and your Twitter for, so people can follow you is at what truth pod. So make sure and follow Wheezy over there. How you been, man? What have you been uh, up to in this past week? Trying to keep up with all the clown news that keeps smacking us in the face. Uh, It's crazy, dude. It's been a wild week, man. All kinds of stuff going on for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Just staying, just trying to stay on top of yeah. it, man. It just seems like it's just a cascading right. fall of propaganda, man, just hitting us from every direction. It when is. you think you're on one story, then another one hits you, and then another one hits you, and it's like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, it's like it's, it's relentless, right? The uh, amount of propaganda that comes out. Um, I mean, I pulled up some uh, clips for the show and could not believe all the different stuff that I was finding. I thought I would start with this Joe and Jill Biden clip right here. I'm going to run this if I, if it works. Teacher, what do you see? I see children. Looking at me. Oh, hey, children. 
Gay children, huh? What the I, hell? Just it's just weird. I mean, you know, what has uh the world come to, Wheezy, when I mean that guy is just such a, a clown show within it himself and it matches the clown world theme um you know and you know i pulled up a bunch of these on the actual clown world twitter i recommend people follow this just for a good laugh at uh the world and what's going on but uh let's check out this clip right here because there's all sorts of weird people in today's world right now Ah. Oh, no, no. The dollar general, dude. Like, this guy. You alright? What's wrong? <laughs> That's wrong. Oh. <laughs> oh, damn. You okay, man? Huh? <laughs> I don't know. That's like, uh, that's almost ruthless. But, I mean, what could this guy be buying? at dollar general they don't sell clothes there um i at mean the five dollar they, they actually do man they might they, like cheap as clothes to get some clothes that would be my first guess but uh yeah because the dollar general is not it's not a dollar store dude they have like five dollar items seven dollar items that's that's um that's the world we live in uh yeah. we all got this kind of stuff going on wheezy because there, I find this kind of shit crazy. Lock the kids in the store from stealing. Look at him. Look at him. Oh my god. Oh my god. Who bad? Ooh, they badass kids. God damn. <laughs> I mean, this is like, this is but I mean, they, you know, they do this because they tell people uh, that they can uh, get up to one thousand dollars merchandise every day. Um, so, I mean, when you tell people you can, can take up to $1,000 merchandise and get away with it at a store, I mean, like certain people, I was joking about it one day. It's like, well, well, I'll just move to California and I can make 30,000 a month. You know yeah, what I, yeah. I mean? It's like, what, I mean, do they, uh, like, that's just wild. Cause it's like, it, it's just like free. Uh, rain and it's such a clown world that no one's uh, doing anything to stop it what do you think of stuff like that where they give them these limits on um they say hey don't go after them or pursue them uh legally or physically you know let them st steal uh, up to a thousand dollars worth of merchandise well look what happened at uh whole foods in san francisco they closed down a damn store because of it they were having too many incidents of theft and San Francisco is one of those, you know, laissez-faire, if you will, type of type of places where, you know, let them do as they wish. And, you know, it's funny, uh, about 10 years ago or so, I, I bought a home um, and I rented it to some people and they were professional scammers, man. And when... I ended up even going to the FBI to report them for their scamming. They had scammed us about 10 G's in, in rent payments. 
But when we were cleaning out the house, they were running a Ponzi scheme through the house. And as we were cleaning out, all these people were coming. Oh, I gave them 5,000. They told me I was going to get that. I was going to get 10,000 back if I gave them 5,000. These were professional scammers. And they ended up scamming about 50 G's or so off of people, not just us, but other people combined. Right. And so I contacted the FBI. They said, well, if it's under $99,000, we can't do anything about it. And so these guys were moving. And I was living in Utah at the time. These people had moved in from California. So I'm assuming these, when we caught on to their shenanigans, they just picked up and uh, moved out. They had already made their 50 G's and and boned out. And so I'm assuming that they knew how to play the system. It's kind of like what this is, but on steroids, where they knew that as long as they stayed under a, a certain threshold, they just pick up and move. And then repeat their scam, rinse and repeat over and over again. Right. Wow, that is amazing. I mean, that's that's crazy that they have the uh, balls to actually do go ahead and do that. You know. I am 137.com. You can check it out. Pure Body Extra. Go there and detoxify. When you use this stuff, it detoxifies heavy metals. So this is what you want for chemtrail detoxification. There's lots of particulates in our air. We're breathing it in all the time. The body's constantly taking in all these toxins, poisons, all these nano-sized particles. This zeolite from Touchstone Essentials can get rid of it. Make sure and go to I am 137.begoodinside.com. The link is in the description. Check it out. So, um, there, I mean, there's just so much of this clown world news that we could uh, get into, really. I mean, on the smoking gun, there's this man, he gives the police the worst explanation ever for why he has to pleasure himself in public. And this Florida man was charged with indecent exposure. um, And he's offered a bizarre explanation for why he must pleasure himself uh, in public, according to court records. And uh, (laughs) these officers were dispatched Sunday morning to a Speedway convenience store in Vero Beach after a 911 caller advised there was a naked white male outside screaming uh, at a white female on the road. Upon arriving on the scene, officers encountered this guy, and uh, they were familiar with this 40-year-old, and uh, I guess he always goes around and masturbates or something. And they said, uh, the guy said his excuse was he was having issues with his rectum, so in order to get rid of that pain, he has to ejaculate, I guess, apparently in public. <laughs> so, yeah, that, you know, that is the clown world we live in. We also have a gay TikTok couple arrested in Russia. I don't know, uh, you know, Vladimir Putin, he doesn't, I don't, you know, they don't like uh, gay couples anyways, but they're on uh, TikTok now and this is this Chinese platform. I think it's crazy that they act like this Chinese platform, TikTok, everyone's using it and they know it's spyware. And then like with me, my uh, insurance company said, hey, you need to have a um, one of those steering wheel locking devices or we're gonna have to charge you more money because 
according to TikTok, your car is a highly stolen vehicle. And I'm like, well, like TikTok, like what's that mean? Like, so now you're, I got to buy a Chinese car locking device because TikTok says my car is a highly stolen vehicle. I mean, so it's weird how they uh, dovetail this stuff in and it all just ties in the spyware. I got some articles we can pull up, but um, experts warn of new spyware that's a threat and it's targeting journalists and political figures. But I mean, they've been doing this for years to me and whatnot. That's why when I open links, I got to use link scanners and stuff. I can't just uh, take links from anyone. Security experts have warned about the emergence of previously unknown spyware with hacking capabilities comparable to NSO's group Pegasus that has already been used by clients to target target journalists, political opposition figures, and in an employee of in non-governmental organization. Researchers at the Citizen Lab at the University of Toronto's Monk School said the spyware, which is made by an Israeli company called Quadream, infected some victims' phones by sending an iCloud calendar invitation to mobile users from the operator spyware. So, you know, they got to get you with a link. Uh, people need to watch out for that. Um, but I mean, that like in the in today's um, day and age, you know, you're not really supposed to go clicking on every link. Um, here's this transgender. My penis has gone forever and I regret it. Um, I mean, this is what... I 100% feel like a, I was part of some cruel medical and social experiment. I wish somebody hugged me a few years back and be like, you know what, you can present feminine, you can wear heels, hair, whatever you want. But the sad reality, we don't have technology to make you an actual woman. But they kind of like didn't protect me from myself. <laughs> hey guys, the video you're about to watch is an incredibly emotional and intense interview I did with a male. So there's this guy, I guess it, it was a guy and then cut their penis off and now it's a girl and they buyer's remorse <laughs> yeah so da el salto online okay. registra el dominio perfecto para tu negocio crea tu web o empieza a vender oh man they put a spanish ad man they, they knew i was on the show what the hell after this according to certain studies me you know into this i believe in into self-harm that's what's so that's what's so dangerous right is that we have these affirming therapists and doctors now who... Huh. I was like, I mean, I was convinced that I was just a trans woman with complications. So, that, I mean, that's like a whole thing. And But, I mean, who would ever thought if you cut your penis off, you will regret it? Um, I never would have thought that. Uh, a transgender teacher in Georgia runs a queer school. Most of her students are trans, too, and oh as part of the curriculum. So... I mean, what do you think of this type of stuff, Weezy, where they're going in and they're basically transforming um, society, transformers, they're transforming yeah, yeah. Um, pretty wild, right? Yeah, well, I saw a graph. I can't remember where I saw it, but um, they were showing a graph of people, demographics, in other words, of people identifying as gay lesbian trans all that jazz and how it just went 
from year to year, it pretty much stayed the same. I can't remember what the numbers were, but it was like 3%, 5% gay, uh, the whole population over. And then in the last decade or so, especially with Generation Z and Y, uh, those numbers have skyrocketed up to like 20% instead of 5% to 20%. And so it, it's kind of, kind of tying in with what you just brought up right now. To me, it just goes to show that it's the propaganda, man. It's been p- getting pushed down to these young kids because the older generations have stayed pretty much stagnant with 4 to 5% of the population you know, being gay or so. Uh, but now it's 20%. You know what I'm saying? And some people are going to argue that it's um, people are more accepting nowadays and blah, blah, blah. To me, it's more more of the propaganda that's been shoved down these kids' throats. And so right. then you're going to have more of these stories where people are going to get these surgeries done that, and they're going to regret it. And this is why suicide rates amongst these folks is so damn high, because they get all this shit done. They think that's going to um, complete them and then they do it and then they're not happy, satisfied, and then they off themselves. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm sure you too, you've heard of the latest Bud Light controversy and then uh, kid rock came out and shot the automatic weapon. And, and then, uh, here's a report, uh, where they say, uh, quote, a lot of people are going to cut back on alcohol. Uh, Jack Daniels drag queen summer camp surfaces amid Bud Light ad controversy. A Jack Daniels summer campaign ad from two years ago featuring drag queens from RuPaul's drag queen race was brought back into the spotlight and criticized. This came after the Netsons called a boycott of Bud Light for featuring transgender activists and influencer, uh, that Dylan guy. So, um, but I mean, like, it's weird that companies are doing all this stuff and then they're experiencing fallout as if they don't know they're going to experience fallout. And then, um, you know, I mean, are, do they get kickbacks? Is that part of ESG, the baby ESG? It's all part of the social credit score. This right. is why they're doing it because it doesn't benefit them financially. They're going to, no. they're going to take a kick in the balls. Same thing with, uh, Adidas, uh, dropping Kanye, um, it doesn't yep. benefit them financially. They're going to lose it on quote unquote on paper, but because they're they're members of this ESG system, you know, I'm, I'm sure they're getting kicked back somehow, and, and, and they're getting compensated to keep shoving this shit. This is the same thing with all these other companies, man. Uh, whether it's Disney, they're all going woke, man. And yet, people will say once you go woke, you'll go broke. But we don't. That's not true, man. It might. No. It might. It, it might. Give the appearance of it, right. but it's not really happening. Well, they're BlackRock uh, and uh, um, Vanguard-owned companies, right? So they got so. I mean, if you think about it, they could look at it on an overall and uh, take hits, or they can get bailouts or something. Uh, don't forget to get Pure Body Extra. The links in the description. This stuff is great for. Uh, detoxifying your body with all natural zeolite eliminates toxins for improved health it's effective for cellular cleansing and this is a full body detox so you're going to want to do this it's an all natural safe non-invasive way to detoxify um, advanced cellular cleanse safe for all ages touchstone essentials pure body extra use the link in the description 
that's the best way to get there. Go to I am 137.thegoodinside.com. Also, don't forget to go to Noble Gold, Noble Gold Investments. Get your free gold IRA. Check that link in the description as well because now it's time to diversify. You want to have crypto, Noble Gold, and cash and uh, other survival items because the end of the world is coming soon. Uh, like, subscribe, share, turn on the ringer, and all that stuff. Shepard Ambella Show live pretty much seven days a week now, but definitely during the weekdays, Monday through Friday, I'm running streams during the day, and then I might pop in live every now and then on those streams. So you're going to want to catch those all day long while you're working. Put them on in the background and uh, check out all the different content. But then we'll have the show at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, um, right here on ATN.live. And um, let's see, we covered the uh, uh, all the clown world stuff. Um, you do a podcast. What kind of stuff are you covering on your uh, podcast lately? Like what have been some of the topics that you've brought up? Uh, lately? Well, I, I tr- dude, I'll cover anything just about. Dude, I've had historians on my channel. Uh, I've had musicians. I, I I try to cover all kinds of. I don't want to just stick on one subject. But uh, this last Saturday, I usually do live streams on Saturdays. But last uh, this last Saturday, I had a Captain Dan, uh, Captain Dan Handley, who has thirty five years of as a pilot experience, and hmm. him going down the nine eleven rabbit hole from his perspective, he was basically getting on the show and saying. You know, the official narrative talks about these pilots uh, just learning how to fly and then getting into these Boeing 757s and fl- doing the flight patterns that they did. He goes, there's no fucking way, man. He goes, it would be the equivalent of you learning how to drive in a Prius, essentially. And then within months or in a year later, you're driving a semi like a goddamn 15-year, 20-year veteran down the streets doing all these windy moves. He goes, there's no fucking way. So he theorizes that uh, planes did hit the buildings, but they were remote controlled. And he gives plenty of um, ex- or examples of how planes have been remote controlled for many yeah. decades now, since way back in the 40s. Because when you tell people this, the average person like, oh, bullshit, you can't remote control a, a Boeing 757. Like, hell, you can't. And you can even find videos of them doing... Uh, crash test uh of you know taking a 757 and crash landing it just to see where the the safe spots in the plane are in in the event of a crash and they do this by remote control so this technology has been around for a long goddamn time so yeah yeah it it was a great great conversation we did he wanted to do a marathon he lives in pakistan so it was like four in the morning his time or something like that when we did it but uh, it was a great conversation, man. If anyone's interested, it was my yeah, research. That, that I've always wondered about. And then, uh, you know, what's interesting about the planes, though, is the speed that they uh, said that they came yeah. in. Did he say anything about that? The he said, he said, and this is what I like about him. You know, he's, he's a realistic dude. He's saying, you know, th- they were basically flying according to the official narrative at max speed. He goes... A lot of people brought up those planes should have been destroyed on, you know, at flying at that 
that rate uh, of speed. But he goes, I'm not a plane engineer, so I don't want to comment too much on it. And I can respect that, man, because he's right. not going to be throwing out bullshit. But the other thing he said, he goes, especially the, the planes that hit the towers, this is what makes him, in his mind, believe that they were uh, remote uh, controlled. He goes, if they would have been off by just a fraction at the rate of speed that they were going, they would have missed the Twin Towers by like a football field uh, because that's how fast, according, they were, you know, 550 miles just about. So one little deviation would send it off a whole football field off course. He goes, and you're going to tell me both of those guys hit them right on target on their first pass? He goes, it's bullshit. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a good, those are good points. Uh, that's, that's fascinating stuff to me too. Look at this. What do you think about this, man? They're, they're making these kids eat bugs now. Um, scientists plan to feed. I think they've already done this though. Uh, children, crickets and mealworms to make the UK greener. And while chicken nuggets and chips may be the current favorites at school, uh, at the school canteen, scientists hope to trump this with a new kind of tasty grub uh literally <laughs> researchers are planning to feed bugs like house crickets and mealworms to children between the ages of five and eleven at from four primary schools in wales they are also planning to serve bologna made from insect and plant protein uh, and potentially encourage them and their parents to move away from meat and uh you know, this is what you're eating, like in the movie The Lost Boys, when they uh, make Michael eat the maggots. Uh, that is, kids love I'll this. I'll take one bucket of crickets a la carte, please. Indubitably. They love this because they think they're saving the world now, and they eat the man. I don't. You know, kids must. I don't know. I literally, as a kid, would have been like, fuck you, I'm not eating that shit. So <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with these kids nowadays. It is a clown world. Here's a vegan sausage. I I think uh, a lot of people like this vegan sausage it taste. It's disease, bro. It looks like two turds right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or That's something. exactly. Chunks in it. You've laid some clay-colored feces there. <laughs> So, I mean, and that's what they're feeding uh, everyone. So, yeah, it's just um, what a clown world we live in. Wheezy, yeah. I mean, what what do you think about that? Just the fact that uh, they're, they've been pushing this, you know, we need to save the planet. Humans are the enemy. And now they're getting, so they're to the point where they're actually feeding bugs now. And in uh, Walmarts, they got Soylent. The Soylent milk shit called Soylent, and they even have a green one. So they got this Soylent green mm. now, and who knows what's in that? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is wild where it's going. Yeah, it, it's crazy because it seems like this has been a long game in, in the making, you know. And then not only that, but you've been seeing a lot of people or you've been hearing a lot in the news about chicken farms getting burnt down. Uh, shit, just the other day, another one went down and all this livestock keeps perishing and, and, and getting destroyed. And then you got Bill Gates buying huge swaths of land uh, all over the U.S. and all over the U.K. as well. And it just seems like it's been 
it's part of the agenda. It's been pushed for a while. So we're going to slowly introduce you guys into eating bugs because in a while, this is going to be a, you know, a staple of everyone's diet. Is the secret of Soylent Green. New York City in the year 2022. Nothing runs anymore. Nothing works. But the people are the same. And the people will do anything to get what they need. This is the police. What they need most is Soylent Green. The supply of Soylent Green has been exhausted. Detective Sergeant Thorne. He has a two-year backlog of unsolved murders. Now he's on a case that must be solved. Saul Roth, Thorne's private library. Hey, Saul. A living book in a world without books. Have some pencils. Courtesy of your next assignment. William R. Simonson. Simonson. He was the first to learn the secret of soil and green. They told me to, uh, to say that they were sorry, but that you had become... Unreliable. <laughs> Saul Roth was the next to know. How did we come to this? And he chose to die rather than reveal the secret of Soylent Green. <laughs> it is the secret of Soylent Green. Shit, man, I guess I am Saul Roth. <laughs> Why did you set up Simonson? I didn't. Cheryl, see your hand. Officially, she's furniture. She comes with the apartment. She belongs to the tenant. How many times you've been in trouble with the police, Cheryl? Never. Can't hear you. Never. Captain Hatcher. First, he wanted this case they solved. Go, they go on, and anyways, they find out it's made out of people, and they people eat this stuff, the soil and green. But what it's weird though how they did this in 1973, and then they're talking about the year 2022. Yeah. And it feels like we're getting to that point. Like people are eating like those weird looking sausages. They're eating bugs. Um, they're engineering meat now. It's just uh, like this weird world that we live in. Um, what I mean, like what do you think? COVID-1984, yeah. baby. Yeah. Like what do you think their next uh, move's going to be? Um, I think the next move, unfortunately – they're they're angling up for a world war and when i say this world war shit it's not because i want it to happen i I just feel like that's what's going to happen and when i also talk about a world war it's not because i think there's a legitimately good versus evil type of shit i think they're all somehow especially the people up top they're all in bed they're all pulling the strings uh, and it's a global fight for what kind of flavor of totalitarianism is going to take over. Is it going to be the Western flavor of totalitarianism? Is it going to be the Russian flavor? Or is it going to be the Chinese flavor? But I think that's what is lining up, man. You you keep seeing all this nonsense. Um, I I was honestly worried with the whole Nord, Nord Stream pipeline that went down, you know, uh, the revelations with Seymour Hirsch. And... I'm surprised nothing much has has transpired since. But then again, it, it it seems to lend credence to my thought that it's all 
because the big wigs up top are all homies. Um, and then the lesser players are the ones that at each other's throats. It's kind of like this white helmets, you know, helping out ISIS. Um, you know, the big wigs up top are controlled or whatever, but the lower level players probably really do fight it out and, and hate each other and all this shit. But the big wigs up top are always pulling the strings. Yeah, no, it, it's like it, it, it's the puppet masters always doing it, you know, and uh, that makes me wonder, though, like, who's the ultimate puppet master? And if it goes into um, we'll never know, bro, it's, it, 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 you know, like, who's yeah. running this? Well, it's like when, when you hear these stupid Forbes list billionaires. Oh, my God, Elon Musk. He's number one in the world. The Number one. I'm like, man, I I guarantee you there's probably more than a dozen people in Saudi Arabia alone that make Elon Musk look like a bum. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and you're never going to know the names of these people. They're, they're going to be low key. You'll never know jack shit, yep. man. Yep. All uh, under the radar, flying under the radar. Uh, yeah. The Tony Umbella show airs weekdays, Monday through Friday. Uh, don't forget to check it out. It's on Rumble and Rockfin right now. Um, we're doing streams during the day and then with uh, related content. And then uh, it goes live 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central. ATN.live, you can find it. Don't forget to support the show and the broadcast. There's a link in the description. I really need all the support I can get right now, guys. They're about ready to shut off all my internet and all that shit. I just haven't. I mean, I'm trying to... Uh, do this full time and I haven't had any extra work or anything. So I'm down to like alert levels. So if you like what you see and you like the content and you know who I am and you've been watching for years or something, maybe you can throw a couple bones because um, I'm really struggling over here. And we got the uh, fake alternative media right now going around uh they want to keep their youtube channels and they want to just talk about mainstream fluff they want to uh cover um basically nothing you know they they want to uh to talk about uh operation mockingbird uh talking points and everything and they want to pretend like everything's real without doing any investigation themselves um I mean, I hear so many uh, brazen comments on different shows um, that I I turn on and it's like crazy. It's like, well, uh, you know, I was watching Tim Cast and one of the people on there said, well, you know, it's true because it was um, it was covered by Reuters. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? like are you shitting me? I mean, These are the like, same kind of clowns that will take a fucking fact check article by Snopes' gospel too. You know oh man, dude! And but so now these guys are—you know—they got all these truthers that have been in this forever, and they claim to be underground news, but they won't stray away from the official narrative. They'll never yeah. investigate anything themselves. They're but that, still—that's where the money's at. You know what I'm saying? So, like it. it I know who you're talking about, and I, I, I'm not going to say any names. I, I think we we can agree on who these people are. But it, it seems quite apparent, man, that they pander to where the money's at, man, instead of pan, you know, instead of just aiming for the damn truth. You know what I'm saying? But because 
unfortunately, speaking the truth, there's no money in it, man. Yeah. This is the same yeah you know, uh, and uh, that's the thing. And, you know, I've always done this no matter what. I'm just, it's a natural reaction. I'm driven to do it. But, I mean, I can't go negative every month and, you know, almost lose my place over to do this either. But I also feel a duty to do it. Um, so, you know, I'm just hoping some good people will, you know, throw down some extra money. I mean, y'all are buying Starbucks and all this useless shit anyways. Um, you know, you might as well throw down on someone who's uh, doing this. And also, like, Wheezy, your show, you, your, your show's real as well. I mean, that's why I like... Uh, I like going on your show and talking to you because there's not many people left in this uh, movement, I guess you would say, that are even real. I mean, they're not even real with themselves. Um, you know, it's nice to make money and everything. And I wish I made millions doing this because I just dump it all back in anyways because it's a passion of mine to do this. And I would just want to, like, expand the operations and, um, you know, but... Um, I That's guess the thing, they, man, it's just it's the authenticity that that, and I think most people will be able to discern when someone is bullshitting them, or yeah. when someone is speaking the damn truth. And so, you know, I've covered controversial topics on my show, and mm -hmm. there's been time like, man, I'm gonna lose some of my audience, but they've stuck around because they know that even though they may not agree with every damn thing I talk about, right. or maybe even a lot of the things I talk about. But they know that I'm I'm speaking from my goddamn heart and I'm speaking right. the truth. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that's the difference. Using critical thinking skills and stuff, not just saying like I'm watching people, I'm watching these seasoned truthers and they're just like, well, um, we can't believe these rumors that Epstein's alive because um, – the guy that did the autopsy uh, came out and said that he autopsied him. I mean, it's like, fuck, you know, we, I think we were talking about that on your show. It's just like, yeah. it, it's like the, the guy that did the autopsy did the autopsy on every suspicious case ever. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, um, I mean, one plus one equals two, you know, uh, people really want to be duped up and they really want to, I guess they trust in their news or, you know, I don't even know if it's that though. I mean, maybe they just, I don't know what it is, up. man. Like, I, think it's I, I know what you're talking about. They like, like I see. they yeah, just go ahead. I'm sorry. get in the game, like, and, and get in it, you know, like they don't care what the news is saying, if it's real or fake, they just want in the game to like, commentate and stuff I, I don't know man like i or do you like I, I look at i look at mainstream news man and i get this visceral reaction as soon as soon as i hit the tv on or i see a uh, i see fucking lester holt on tv oh we got some breaking news tonight and i'm like this motherfucker is so full of shit i can't take a goddamn thing serious there's you millions watch, of people that view him as the truth. You know no, what I'm saying? It's I'm listening to these guys and the way they're saying every word and they're they're putting it out and they're programming and it's like, yeah. gosh, it's so bad. I mean, it's like I see that so clearly. It's so yeah. bad, dude. But then but, at the same time, they have millions of people hypnotized with this nonsense. And this is why we're in the predicament that we are currently in, man. 
Um, what do you think yeah. makes someone watch the mainstream though over like a show like we're running right now? Um, the, the I, I mean, think, they think I, I think the clout, man. I think the clout because you you see a they, program that it's on your TV, like you so they, that's big all of a sudden because it's on the TV. But those shows might only have a couple hundred thousand viewers or something. You know, some of those. I know, but we grew up on that shit. Like you, you and I are not far off in age, and and everyone grew up on TV. Uh, looking at that stuff, you know what I'm saying? If you made it to TV, you made it to the big times. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of people have caught on that independent media is where it's at nowadays. A lot of people don't trust the mainstream bullshit anymore. Uh, a lot of people are gravitating to these smaller channels. Uh, and you know, if they, you watch, they'll take them. If you watch the mainstream, they'll tell you you can't trust anything on the internet because their biggest thing is they don't want you to turn on that internet because you'll start finding you know, where you can find the truth yourself because you're uh, getting an overall uh, picture. You know, you could watch 50 things and form a consensus. You know, you don't have to believe everything you say or see or whatever. Um, I mean, this it's really crazy, though, like how uh, heavy this is because I've seen like seasoned uh, people that are awake, like season, you know, they're like really awake and it seems like they revert back to their, um, into a state of being like totally zombie-like, totally, uh, programmed as if, um, almost too, like, as if there's like, you know, you read about the flicker rate for the TV and, and the potential that it could be letting out like subliminals and stuff. And then the 5g and all this stuff. I mean, I really think it's doing that because I've seen people uh, essentially just revert back to where they're like total zombies and they're like, they're all about that TV. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's a somewhat pro, I don't know, programmable systematic way of, of, of how they done it. Um, and like I said, it's been something that's been going on for, for a long time. You know, there are things that change our lives overnight, like uh, September 11 with the Patriot Act. Then, you know, everything life as we know it has changed overnight. But then there's other systems that it's just a slow drip of mm-hmm. a little bit of change, incremental change. And then before you, it's kind of like the whole overused an analogy but it's very it's completely valid in this case with the boiling you know frog you know you just increase that heat ever so slowly you have no idea and this is what i think has happened with this whole trans bullshit um that we're seeing you know now it's an explosion because it's been a slow little trickle down man slow little trickle down trickle down boom now nuts and cock in your face and what are you gonna do about it (laughs) Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What do you think, too, about the uh, censorship, how it's uh, gotten crazy? Like, there used to be all these rappers. Uh, remember, like, back in the day, rap was about bitches and hoes and money. And uh, now I was thinking, like, rappers really wouldn't, probably really wouldn't get away with calling bitches bitches, you know, like, bitch, 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 like, the whole time or whatever. Yeah. But, like, back then, that was the thing. And they, in a way, like... Uh, I look back on some of that um, rap music and I see how they were pushing the limits because like they were, you know, that they shit were, was real though. That, that, that shit was raw like and real. real. They were really doing this shit and no one really 
recognize it. They thought it was like some show or something. Maybe like that shit was like they were in a battle for like speech, dude. And like yeah, we're yeah, like I'm not, but like uh, uh, you know, people nowadays in general are just like. They're just watching their free speech go out the window. They're not doing nothing. They're, and and they're, they're even encouraging it. Like oh, They, they get mad when, when a rapper says bitch. It's like, you know, I like that because, like, I if I don't want to listen to it, I'll turn it off. But I like that that rapper can say bitch, 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 or whatever, you know, the case, right? So yeah. um, that's the same with uh, the, the, the radio now, the uh, podcast, everything. And the level – so it – it's imagine when we had a uh, freedom in music to some extent, and then they came out and started trying to censor like two live crew and all this stuff. And then um, now you, you know, you can't even do like a news program without being censored, even like a legit program where you're like analyzing uh, shootings or something. And you know, that's uh, you can't do that. Um, I mean, they've really got people castrated and not only, uh, proverbially, but they're also getting them to cut off their penises and then they regret it later. I mean, it's just a clown world. But it, it, that, that, that good example of what I was just talking about, the slow drip trip, mm-hmm. the censorship thing has, the censorship grip has slowly been tightening and like, to the point, I remember when it first started happening, and you know, you you cover a lot of shootings, but I don't know how far you went into the Orlando nightclub shooting. I think that was a a very yeah. Talk shooting. about that a little bit. That's that's uh, that's crazy, right? The, are you talking about the uh, was that the Pulse? Yeah, Pulse, the Pulse nightclub man. Yeah. Uh, that one, in my opinion, was one of the seminal ones where it it used to be where these shootings happened to. You know, tighten down on the on the Second Amendment, blah blah blah. Everyone knows that shit. But if you really look at, especially with the Pulse nightclub shooting, you look at what happened afterwards. YouTube after the Pulse nightclub um, shooting is when YouTube, the Wild West of YouTube, started dying. Uh, they started getting rid of 9/11 videos after the Pulse nightclub shooting. This is that is the the key shooting where a lot of the censorship started taking place. So this is what I tell a lot of people now. It's not just about guns getting eroded with these shootings. It's about your freedom of speech as well. Because um, in the Ubalde shooting that happened uh, in Texas, they if you read, I kept reading article and article and article. And if you read between the lines, they were talking about, well, we this shooting was possibly preventable if we would have took action on this guy's messages, social media messages. So they're subliminally talking about social media being a menace and how it needs government to monitor it. So again, more and more censorship being unloaded. It's not just about taking your goddamn guns. It's about taking about your freedom of speech as well. And so when it comes to the the Pulse nightclub, this is what they kept talking about. Um, if you read through it, they, they were talking about social media being a, an issue. And um, and soon afterwards, YouTube's cracked down on a whole host of conspiracy-oriented uh, material. Well, like, I, when, you know, you, whenever you look at something, you want to look at the the beginning of something to fully understand it. Yeah. That's kind of 
that's what took me there, man. And, well, you see I, on uh, YouTube, they let the videos that are basically like shill videos exist. Yeah, yeah. And they're pulling all the other ones like in every category they're doing this um i mean it's getting really bad that's another reason why people need to support the shepherd ambella show um we're running on fumes over here so um please click the link in the description right now don't wait i mean when i say we're running on fumes i mean i'm talking about it is the tank is empty um so yeah uh I think that, like, with the Uvalde uh, shooting and the poll, well, you know that, like you said, like the polls, uh, that was interesting because for me, that's when I was che- I was checking in all these shootings. But the polls, I was like, oh man, there there's so many, like, there's a lot of uh, problems with it. Um, mm, that's the know, one that woke me up, bro. Yeah, like, like red pilled me. Like I was a normie, I believed in the official narratives, and I think the first thing that started pushing me, I was a hardcore Democrat. I was a Bernie bro, and when I saw Bernie getting shafted by the Democratic Party, I was like, "What the fuck?" How mm-hmm. I couldn't believe it. My brain was melting, man, because I didn't want to believe it. I was like, "No fucking way, the government is doing this." There's yeah. no way, like. I know how a normie feels like because I was one of these people. Mm-hmm. I was one of these people that binge watch MSNBC and, and, and Rachel Maddow. I was one. I'm not bragging about it. I'm and mostly, about it mostly that shootings kind of what got you going on that. Yeah, because oh, wow. no, well, the Bernie Sanders nomination when he got shafted, I I was like, man, fuck this. He clearly got robbed. Um, mm-hmm. I saw it happening because I I watched Spanish. Uh, television and Univision was pumping Hillary, pumping Hillary, pumping. Yeah. Like, why are they put, pumping hit Bernie? He's the one selling out stadiums. He's the one that the masses gravitate to. Yeah, you know, you can, that's another thing. You, you know, you can do your own polling and you can easily just do head counts and stuff and see who's at these events. And that's who, who you know, you can tell has really got momentum and whatnot. And then uh, it's always like the guy with like two people, uh that wins it and you know like biden he gets like uh five reporters to show up and he's eating ice cream i mean this is like insane that yeah. but, wanna... but he got like 80 what was it 80 90 million yeah, smash obama's record yeah <laughs> I mean, this is like crazy right there was an yeah. article that came out it said uh obama's moving back to kenya now yeah. i don't i don't know i don't know if it's <laughs> like real or what but like uh probably you know um and they ran big no, no, nothing is nothing is crazy man i i mean th- that's what i'm saying like the the whole bernie shit was what woke me up and then soon after that nomination is when the pulse nightclub shooting i live in florida bro um mm-hmm. so orlando is an hour and a half away and then when the first initial report started coming up they weren't making sense and yeah. and, and the one of the things as a normie one of the things that started raising my flags was when they kept referring to the victims of the of the uh, post nightclub, well, according to their Facebook page, they say this. I'm like, what the fuck? You're reporting according to Facebook? How do you know this person even exists now? Like, right. and this was me as a normie just asking these questions. Like, this doesn't sound fucking legit. And then yeah. I ended up going to uh, the post nightclub, and the original reports were saying that there was a thousand people. At the Pulse nightclub, they've changed the story now. 
the 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 record has changed. The initial reports were saying that there was a thousand people at the Pulse nightclub at five in the morning. I went to that goddamn club. If you have a thousand people during peak hours, you would have an overflowing. A thousand people can't fit in that tiny ass little fucking building. My house, I have a small house, and my house is bigger than that goddamn club. Yeah. Um. And 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 you're gonna tell me that, what happens when you go clubbing? Everybody knows if you've been to a club. The peak hours are like what from 10 to like midnight, and then after midnight, everyone's trying to smash some ass or whatever. And so, it's just the stragglers that are trying to get some last calm booty. And you're gonna tell me there was a thousand people where not even a thousand people fit during peak hours, but there was a thousand people at five in the fucking morning when this shootout happened? No fucking way. So as a normie, that was I was like, fuck this. I don't believe it. If That's there, a flag right there. Because yeah. all these people at be at capacity at five in the morning, that would have been like a raving uh club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then the initial reports, I went to work that uh the next day and I was driving to work like at five in the morning or whatever. And the initial reports said that someone uh, busted a, a fully automatic weapon and there was five dead people. I'm like, that doesn't fucking make sense. So yeah. you got a full fucking club loaded with people like sardines. Someone is blasting with a, a fully automatic weapon and only five people's dead. And then later it went up to fucking 50. <laughs> you know? <laughs> they changed it. Yeah, there's all these, like with this latest uh, school shooting, they said the shooter had a manifesto and all this. And then they always have a manifesto. <laughs> fucking Lee Harvey Oswald had a manifesto. Muhammad Atta left his manifesto a couple blocks uh, before the uh, world trade. It's all bullshit, man. It's, it's the same MO. It's the same method of operation because it seems to work unfortunately on the vast amount of people man and that's why they keep running and using it over and over yeah man crazy crazy well we're about out of time i'm gonna play a remake i did of a depeche mode song called stripped it's all original remake every single bit of it i have a hundred hours into it i didn't do any vocals yet or anything um so the links in the description show some support i'm gonna play uh las vegas interview about the las vegas shooting after this so the stream's gonna stay on everyone check it out share this out with everyone thanks for coming on the show wheezy plug your show appreciate it man i am here on rockfin if you're watching the show on rockfin what is true podcast by wheezy follow me on your favorite podcast player on all your major platforms spotify does have my video uh uploads so check those out thank you for having me on my man and also on twitter what truth pod uh, thank you, man. And I want to have you on my show so we can go down the Las Vegas rabbit hole. Because yeah, man. Let me know. Let me know. I'll come on any any day, any morning. Oh, yeah, man. All right. We'll see you soon. Thanks. Here's a remake I did, Depeche Mode Stripped, and then we're going to uh, play this excellent interview with the Las Vegas shooting information. Thanks, Wheezy. Yes, sir.
Shepard Ambella's remake of the Petrarch's trip. Thank you. 
Hi, this is John Cullen. Welcome to another episode of Hypothetically Speaking. In this episode, I'm pleased to be joined by an old friend of mine, Shepard Ambella. Shepard, welcome to the show. Oh, it's a pleasure to be on, John. How have you been lately, man? I'm we doing... haven't we haven't done a show in a little bit. No, we certainly haven't done one on camera. I did a I guess I did a couple shows with you and Bethany right. on your on your radio show. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I guess you just started doing a new series on camera, and then something yeah. happened. And so I wanted to sync up with you and see sort of, you know, what's the latest going on? You've been um, well persecuted. I got, I got streams back up. Um, we're doing video now. We decided to go out on a bunch of different platforms and everything. And we're just going to persevere through everything. You know, they... Over the past six months, they've shut down two of my bank accounts. Uh, last year, they shut down a PayPal. Um, well, let's tell everybody, let's go back a little bit. Let's hold on and tell everybody sort of the backstory. So, people who are watching and don't know that you and I have been working together for quite a few years now, you know, may not know that we connected years ago over the Las Vegas shooting, and that right. pro- prior to that. You were a hero of mine. Yeah, we uh, we uh, we started uh, working together a little bit on the uh, Las Vegas shooting investigation because you were doing some great work and we were both doing it full time. So, well, you we were, were doing uh, you were doing you know, it full time. You, information. You were doing it full time. So back then, you had a website called IntelliHub.com. And IntelliHub.com was, for many people, the go-to place for alternative news. Like, if you wanted to know sort of the, you know, the other side of the story or, or maybe like a counter-narrative that people were looking at, you'd always go to IntelliHub. And, and IntelliHub would be where you would find out, ah, so there is another side to this story. And mm-hmm. I was doing that, you know, I forget when you launched it originally, but I had been going to IntelliHub as a viewer for years. Yeah, and then, I think uh, 2009, Yeah, I yes. started the website, you know, and then it, it progressed from there. We, uh, you know, but like in 2012, uh, 2012, I went to the uh, Bilderberg meeting right. in Chantilly, Virginia. Yeah. with alex jones and all them yeah and it was a big thing man we made a uh, world press and exposed the bilderberg group um i made drudge report um you know i did a probably like 30 mainstream uh interviews on different outlets and whatnot made mm-hmm. the london guardian hey we just drove through the westfields marriott we made the loop right by the hotel entrance actually went onto the property globalists are incredibly dangerous the status quo means giving into eugenics death and world government all right we're at the uh bilderberg conference and the police are getting kind of weird you know shared our pictures with um some top journalists stuff like that and Mm -hmm. the thing is though when when i was there 
I got all these pictures of all the elite and I got, I was taking pictures within a foot or six inches of their car window. coming close to being able to do that and they didn't like that very much because essentially i was getting within their security bubble and they were like who is this guy and ever since then they started targeting me you want to be out here yeah you want to be out here yeah you want to be out here yeah i can get you taken out of here who are you i can get you taken out of here if you want to so get on back on the bed go go who are you go who are you go who are you go who are you? Go. What's your name? Go. What's your name? Get the fuck away. That's who I am. The reason that operative, I call him an operative, wanted us to leave is because we were streaming live. We were the only uh, reporters streaming live for IntelliHub.com and the Jason Goodman Crowdsource the Truth channel uh, on YouTube. And uh, it was a live report. They shot first. Yeah, right. Uh, so, um, what, like, what do you make of all this? Do you think this is going to last longer, or are they like? Man, I think it's going to be a long time because, for one, y'all see those weak ass charges. Yeah. He ain't even say nothing about Rihanna Taylor. Didn't even mention her name. Yeah. How y'all doing? I didn't really mean it, but uh, yeah. Here's the National Guard. Are you National Guard? One thing is for sure, Antifa, Black Lives Matter, these groups are working in conjunction not only with people like George Soros, possibly factions of the um, older Obama administration, and possibly even CIA and FBI factions, but we found out they are likely working with law enforcement. We witnessed um, a powwow, if you will, between uh, Black Lives Matter and police, and the police totally disbanded themselves after this powwow. They made some sort of deal. They came to a pact. I don't know what's going on here, but it stinks, and it's it's not right. Something's going on, and that's another reason why we set out to do this investigation. There, there were some people that looked kind of like protesters. I heard they're gathering at this church, but I, we've been on such a uh, run with this documentary and traveling. Like, for instance, we traveled. Well, we, you know, we were doing your film shoot for the documentary. Well, I don't doubt it. Yeah, I remember the first time you published something on IntelliHub that had been one of my videos, one of the the you know videos that I worked on. And then I remember that you had a huge break at IntelliHub that I followed up on, and it turned into another huge development in the Vegas shooting.
And next thing you know, uh, I guess you and I were connecting over a Skype call. This was before we even had Zoom. There was no Zoom back then. We only had Skype. Right. And I was on I was on a beach. In fact, I was in a cove, very much like where you're uh, you know, where your background looks right now. You know, I was sitting right, in a right. cove uh, in Thailand, and you and I talked for the first time. And for me, that was like, you know, I can't believe I'm talking to Shepard Ambellis. This was like, this was huge. And I was so grateful that you had been publishing my work on IntelliHub and sharing my videos. And I think that's how I got my early exposure. And it's probably, you know, how Jason Goodman found me also. Jason ended up <clears throat> watching a video that I did about Frank Muth, who was the, uh -huh. head, of, the head of the OPM SANG, the Office, oh, okay, of, right. the Office of Program Management, which is where we train these guys for money. And mm -hmm. uh, when Jason saw that video, he was like, you know, man, this guy sure has researched a lot of background here. And uh, that's how we got connected for the first time. So yeah, uh, man, and you've came a long ways. Uh, you know, it's it's cool watching everyone get involved and and you know getting the truth out and whatnot. But man, it's crazy how much they've suppressed everything. Even the the Las Vegas shooting has been suppressed quite quite a bit. No, it's not just that. You know, you were in this industry you know, before the Vegas shooting. So you, you know, you were aware when I got into this, I was super naive, man, super naive. And I, I didn't know that there were like people that would counter your work with nonsense just to discredit you. I didn't realize that there you know, were actually people that did that until I got into right. this. And that was stunning to me. You know, real right. mis misinformation agents, if you will, and I was like, "This is wild." Yeah, it gets it gets deep, dude. Like I've had physical interactions, yeah, with operatives. Like all sorts of stuff over the years happened. I've tried to avoid that, so you know the uh, the public appearances and everything. I've only been out in public with the camera uh, with Jason, I guess, twice in Las Vegas, both times at night. You know, we're at dusk. That there were shots fired at Bellagio and that glass was broken. All that was downplayed. All that video was swept under the rug because as soon as you have that type of evidence, it breaks the narrative. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very wary when we're doing it. So right. you're very recognizable, too. Yeah. <clears throat> so you stick out a bit. So it's easy to pick you out of a crowd. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Especially in Beijing. <laughs> kind of easy to find you. So yeah. we, we, we started working together on this Vegas shooting thing. We were pretty much the only two journalists that were talking anything about helicopters. No one else was mentioning the helicopters, I think, except for you and me. And of course, Jason Goodman, who I do the show with. But other than that, no one of any kind of significant publishing, you know, no one that had a channel with thousands of subscribers or anything, was publishing anything about helicopters. There were, we, we spoke to a bunch of eyewitnesses 
who said that they believe that they were being fired at by helicopters. I thought. You thought you helicopters? You thought that? Yeah. What, what made you think? Hang on, hang on, hang on. No, she can't have it. She can't okay, okay. Yeah. Too emotional. Yeah. So, so I thought it was. All right. That's what I called my husband. I told him. Helicopters. So there's a bunch of eyewitnesses that say they're shooting at us from the helicopters. Now, I could see how there could be some cognitive uh, dissidence, you know, regarding that. But all in all, that's a full-on disinformation operation and cover-up. When you and I first started, and we're looking at the flight radar, and we're trying to figure out, oh, what the hell's going on here? This, this doesn't look like a normal night. But then when we see the body camera footage, and we see the helicopters between the Delano and the Mandalay. And it's like, well, you know, bing, 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 bing. And you see all that. Yeah. It's like, well, what the hell do you think that is? Those aren't jets turning back around after takeoff. That's not what that is. <clears throat> they don't they don't do that. Excuse me. Like if you well, leave most, if you yeah, if you leave your kid behind, they don't turn the jet around. Well, it got real um telling to me when um when we started timestamping the the videos and the air traffic videos and then also taking a vantage point like if you could imagine um standing inside the venue of the route 91 where the shooting was happening and you're looking toward the delano mm -hmm. and the mandalay bay and there's that gap in between them mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you can go ahead and go in like google earth and get that little man and place it in there mm -hmm. field of view but you can also do a topographical analysis on this you could get a, a top view map you could pull up the harvest festival grounds put you a spot in there where you want to view it from and then 
draw a straight line out protruding out all the way through vegas from one edge of the delano to the other edge of the mandalay bay like a piece of pizza or whatever mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. like a triangle out into the airfield mm -hmm. and then once you know where all air traffic is in that zone at what time you can easily identify other aircraft that are not supposed to be there with their transponders off flying below exactly. buildings exactly. and lurking around right exactly i mean <clears throat> this airspace is so close to the airport that the aircraft have to have their transponders on we know we see the mavericks we see the sundance and then we see a whole bunch of helicopters flying the wrong way with no transponders on tour helicopter it's clearly not the police hbo wasn't filming a documentary that night so and by the way there's no gunfire coming from 32 135 because we don't see the window broken people like um that might have seen it you know that were in the vicinity could have just thought it was a movie shoot or something yeah even. that's uh when I, I did an interview a week or so ago with the dog walking guy again and i said to him did you think they were filming like a born identity or something like that because they did film that there and he said there were so many What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. The police cars, though. He said it's like there's no way that any production company, even you know Jerry Bruckheimer, right. Michael Bay, He's like, they were coming from everywhere. They were coming from Henderson. They were coming, you know, from every direction. And he was like, no, there was a, no. He's like, this isn't a movie. I've, <laughs> right. I've seen them. I, I saw the, the yeah, he said, I saw them make Rush Hour and I saw Chris Tucker. He's like, no, this was no movie. And when he, I think when he saw the helicopters and he saw the jet, he saw a jet take off and then bank hard and turn hard. And he was like, what the hell was that? popped up from everywhere and just started heading towards the strip and towards the area. And I thought, I thought there was a plane crash. And then I saw those helicopters. I was just confused. Like what is going on? Something's just, you know, I've never seen this before. So, so obviously something was up and it's, we don't live in a war zone. So I don't have, it's just like, I, I saw that. I saw the muzzle blast coming off, but my mind just wouldn't let me think, no, this can't be right. This just, we're not, we're not in Aleppo or, you know, this is not a war zone. 
Have you ever seen so, them film anything like the Born Identity was shot out there? Have you well, ever I've seen? seen I've, yeah, I've seen things filmed before. One time I was driving down the strip in front of. Uh, he said he's there all the time. Same place all the time. Same night, uh, same spot every night. Then all of a sudden he sees this and he's, he doesn't know there's a shooting going on. So huh. he's just watching this going, what the hell is going on in the sky? And he sees one of the planes makes this huge banking turn. And then he sees these helicopters over by the Mandalay. And he said, next thing you know, it looks like there's balls of fire coming out of the sides of the helicopter. And wow. he said, well, what the hell is this? So that was the dog walking guy. So you and I connected on all that with the Vegas shooting and the helicopters and, and everything. And then you went on Alex Jones, I guess. And, and this was probably before we connected. You went on Alex. Yeah, this was before we connected. You went on Alex's show like Halloween weekend. I guess it was like October yeah. 28th or 29th or something like that. Maybe and, even Halloween. Yeah, it might have been the 30th or so. And you were on the show with Alex. And a guy called in who was like a contractor from JSOC, a guy named Zach. And he said to you that there was a team from ETS, a, a Saudi military contractor like a Blackwater. So like a Saudi version of Blackwater, a company called ETS was on the ground in, in uh, Las Vegas. Right. And that was it. That was the clue. So yeah, this ETS risk management company is a PNC that's real shady, and they don't work now within the government because who's in the White House? But they did work during during Libya with the Clintons. If you know, I got some guys down here in the forensic accounting. If you look into the contract, let's start over. Zach's recently gotten out of the military and the whole intelligence area. We'll leave it at that. Calling a lot of good info in the past six months. So just start back over because this is really important. Right. So the timeline's pretty I mean, unprecedented, let alone with, you know, so you get the $42 million worth of put options done by the, by the, uh, the George Soros fund management group. And also you have a, you have a contract being fulfilled by ETS risk management, but this isn't, this, this contract was not fulfilled by DOD. Okay. So this is sort of a, <laughs> this is where it gets tricky, but they were working and there are PMCs that work kind of in vacuums in Libya, in Syria, and they do certain drills stateside as well. But they were there that weekend. Everybody knows they were there that weekend. Are you talking and about like like those CIA uh, paramilitary teams? So this so this is a private company that's ran that, that that is actually ran, and you could pull them up ETS. But they are ran out of Saudi Arabia. But they they did they did work uh, during 2013 in Libya, and that's fiasco. So when you're saying and people bat their eyes saying that this is Islamic. This is Islamic, not in the sense that it's done by Islamic groups, but in a way, ISIS itself was a creation of these private military groups. And if you want to, you know, back in the day, they, they termed like al-Qaeda, and this is real. So you have these private military companies that are backed and ran by the deep state, you know, creating this chaos around the world. And with full validation, 100% ETS risk management was on the ground in Vegas that night. And this gentleman who you have on who's talking about these choppers, um, being in the area, he's spot on. And the issue, the next thing I got to bring up is the forensic accounting that's going to be brought up because there's individuals that are aware of this. In today's day and age, when you have these transfers and you're transferring large sums of money, people in the intelligence agencies who are either in or out are not going to stay quiet. 
And this is big. That I needed. That was the tip. And I took that from the show you were doing. In fact, I was watching you guys live or as live as Alex puts it on the air. So as soon as Alex put the show out, I was watching you guys. And when I heard this guy say that, I was like, oh, my God. And that's when I started looking into the Saudis. By the time we got to November 5th, it was less than a week later. November 5th. There was that Saudi deal going on where they were shooting helicopters out of the sky. Yeah. Mansour bin Mukran. Yeah. Mansour bin Mukran gets shot out of the sky in his helicopter. And all the other Saudi cousins. Order targeting of the helicopter carrying Prince Mansour bin Mukran and seven others, as it was believed that he was opposed to bin Salman's succession to the throne. According to reports, uh, bin Mukran had recently sent a letter to some 1,000 princes urging them to step away from support for bin Salman's succession. He also pointed out that youth must take action. Sources claim that the attack sends a clear message to others within the royal family that bin Salman will stop at nothing to silence his critics and those who oppose him. On Sunday, Saudi Prince Mansoor bin Mukran and seven others were killed in a helicopter crash. The incident came less than a day after authorities arrested 11 princes and 40 former ministers for alleged involvement in corruption. Are invited to a, I think it was Shakira or Ciara concert at the Ritz Carlton in Riyadh as guests of the king. He's throwing a little get together and Shakira is going to be there. Ciara is going to be, I forget who it was. And everybody shows up, including Bakr bin Laden, the head of the bin Laden construction group, including Awalid bin Talal the largest individual shareholder in Twitter at the time. No one enters here now without official permission. The world's most talked about hotel. Riyadh's most palatial, most prestigious, now a gilded prison. I'm taken in by Saudi officials, told don't film faces, don't record conversations. Here in the early hours of the morning, there's still people in the lobby drinking coffee, as you'd find in any of the five-star hotels here in the capital, most of the people who have now been forced to stay here are keeping to themselves, trying to limit any further damage to their reputation. Their mobile phones have been taken away from them, but there is a hotline that's available to them. They can call their lawyers, family members, even leading members of the companies. They're still trying to keep running. The world's most pampered prisoners have every comfort except freedom state is picking up this bill. As far as detention centers go, this one is beyond compare. Luxury swimming pool, restaurants, a gym, everything is glittering. There's even a bowling alley, but most prisoners just stay in their rooms. I'm taken to meet one suspect. He doesn't give me his name. Says he spends his time with his lawyer, focusing on his case, I'm told not to ask about it. But I get a briefing. Senior officials conducting this crackdown say it's not a formal investigation yet. They call it a friendly process, but it's clearly fraught. We're being told that when people were brought here around midnight on November the 4th, they were understandably angry. Some of them thought this would just be a show and it wouldn't last. And then when they realized they were here to stay, they were furious. Almost everyone here 95%, I was told, are willing to make a deal to give back what are said to be substantial sums of money 
in order to get out of here. The Crown Prince, 32 years old, is taking on fellow princes, senior ministers, some of the biggest billionaires, tackling corruption, concentrating power. Weeks on, many are still asking questions about why this purge happened here and now. Outside this gilded prison, it certainly has gone down well. Many Saudis welcome an end to the rampant corruption in the kingdom. There are risks too. The ambitious crown prince risks creating enemies and uncertainty, which could endanger the very stability and reforms you know his kingdom so badly needs. Yeah. Okay. And then there was the Four Seasons right there too. Right. So he at the time was equal partners with Bill Gates in the Four Seasons. They both had 45% of the company at the time. Right. Okay. I so, remember that. All right. So you have Bill the show. Gates, that's weird that Bill Gates comes into that, but he never really yeah. got mentioned. <clears throat> on purpose. You never hear the Four Seasons mentioned, right? It's all Mandalay Bay, Mandalay Bay. Nobody mentions the Four Seasons at all. Nobody even realizes it has anything to do with the story. So they kept Bill Gates out of this very nicely. So pretty crazy stuff there. They, they, they. I found uh, 911 calls where, where there was people staying on, if I remember right, it was like the floor right below uh, the Four Seasons Hotel, and they, they heard above them people mm -hmm. crawling through ventilation shafts. I remember that. I remember, I remember your report on that. Yeah, you did a lot of work on the 911 calls. And uh, the show with Alex, the guy calls in, says it's ETS. Six days later, we learn of the Night of the Long Sword. And that was, for me, that was it. It was like, this connects the dots. We now have a group that had means, motive, and opportunity. And that's when I started to put together my thesis videos that showed that it appeared that this group had means, motive, and opportunity. And <clears throat> that's when we located these training helicopters in Mesa, Arizona, about 250, 275 miles away from Las Vegas. And <clears throat> there's a, it looks like there's an airport as the crow flies from Mesa to Vegas. There's an airport in a town called Kingman. Mm -hmm. It's nothing major, but it looks big enough that you could refuel a helicopter. Yeah, so, it is. Yeah. So, um, you know, it, it looks like it's good enough for that, and that's all you'd need to do. And so they, it appears they have the means, the motive, and the opportunity to pull this thing off, and nobody came forward with a better, you know, a better uh, hypothesis that was equally as well documented. So this has sort of been standing as uh, yeah. know, the, ma the main counter-narrative until someone, and I keep saying it, you know, half jokingly, but if someone came forward and said, no, 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 El Chapo's got 15 helicopters right across the border. Well, and according his, and, to Laura Loomer, ISIS did it. And, you know, it's just like, whatever. Well, the thing with ISIS did it is it's not specific they claim, enough. You know, they claim responsibility. Well, who cares? I mean, so it's a CIA front group that claimed responsibility because, I mean, like. Well, you can, you can kind of debunk it more than, better than that. Rather than just saying who cares, does, can ISIS fly? Have we seen evidence of ISIS demonstrating the ability to fly aircraft and where? Don't they operate out of caves somewhere? 
They uh, use, it seems like their form of transportation of choice is the Toyota Hilux pickup truck with the 50 with cal the gun in the back, with the machine yeah. gun in the back. And that's what we the see. The worst truck with to <clears> carry that. Yeah. And seriously, have you seen an attack by ISIS where ISIS attacked by air? No. And so that's what rules out ISIS. ISIS can't fly. Neither can the Bloods or the Crips. Right? So this wasn't Bloods on Crips. They can't fly. ISIS can't fly. You know who can fly? The Saudi Arabian National Guard training in Mesa, Arizona on these helicopters. They, they can fly. Well, and remember the reported Saudi involvement in 9-11. Well, of course. that, And it's the same families. It's just 20 years later, not even 20 years later, 16 years later. It's the same families. It's the same people. I wonder why why uh, all the alternative reporters covered up the helicopters. And if they talked about them, they talked about them in a manner that was uh, not proper. Derisive. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. And to me, this is sort of the biggest red flag in the alternative media world. If well, what I I thought was weird, and obviously it's some kind of propped up operation, but you know, you got Laura Loomer going around saying um, it's the ISIS. Uh, sheriff lied, and it's ISIS. Well, we know the sheriff lied. Everyone knew the sheriff lied. You mm -hmm. know, and so she calls him out and does all okay, great. Mm -hmm. But like, you know, what about gunfire around Vegas? What about um, the helicopters and the radar data? And well, it's not just Laura Loomer, though. Hang on. It's, so <clears throat> it, it's, it's to me, it's everybody. It's Cernovich. It's Pasovic. Right. It's everybody right. in the alternative media world. It's Matt Couch. It's everybody. That made it any, that all of a sudden came in and just came out of a certain group or came, you know, and magically. Yeah, I never you heard know, of these guys these before. People, when they're getting 4,000 and 12,000 retweets. And they came out of nowhere. Never heard of them know. before. Never you, heard their of websites. Either. Look, here's a good example. Mm -hmm. Tim Cast mm -hmm. says he makes over 10 million a year. It could be 20 million. We don't even know. It's it's. Um, he said, you know, ten eight figures or whatever, right? So it's like in the 10 million. So um, now his website. Mm -hmm. I went and looked it up. It's not even as big as IntelliHub.com was back. In its heyday, it must be making a fortune from YouTube. Over ten million a year. I mean, when Crowder so, says, "Where, where was Stephen Crowder?" Doesn't see the helicopters. Stephen Crowder wears a gun in the studio. He's a big shot, but he doesn't see the helicopters. It's crazy. Okay. And what about Project Veritas? They haven't seen any of my work. That's only put there to um, act like something's going on. You know, like pro like Project Veritas is so bizarre to me it's like all of these characters have the same um earmarks that that's exactly what i'm suggesting here is i i don't understand in, in, in fact it's like you and jason were like the only journalists who looked at the content and said oh my god it's a friggin' aerial I think attack a couple i think there's only a couple real people in the whole world that do this you know, kind right. of real investigations. I think you're right. I think a lot of these people are working for not who you think they're working for. I mean, they may be getting a paycheck from a network, but that's not who they're ultimately answering to, it appears.
And, and, and the thing that shocked me was that the alternative media had zero interest in this aerial attack. And again, I could be wrong. It may not be the group of people that I think it is, but it sure as hell are helicopters. I mean, there's no question that's what's happening. And the fact that all these alternative media people just turn their back on it or treat it as if it's equally important with some guy that didn't know what room he was staying in from Australia. It's like, who gives a shit? The guy doesn't know what room he's staying in. He's a, he's a dope. If you don't know what room you're staying in, that's not newsworthy. Move on. There's helicopters with commandos shooting right. people in the head. There's no gunfire coming from 32135, well, which was your that's story. Thing. Well, that well, was, you, that was the story this. you broke. You broke it. You think were about- listening to the body camera shit. And you said, what the hell is this? Mm-hmm. And then the New York Times. So, dude, this is this is huge. When the New York Times edited out that body cam footage that you reported, you broke the story. When Brosnahan goes to the window and he pulls the curtain back and he goes, it's not, Corey, it's not. people who are saying oh no, no that window's broken and i'm like what are you out of your mind that guy's not walking on glass <clears throat> right he's not walking on glass yeah isn't that crazy no you know if you were walking on 1200 shell casings not to mention that would have set off heat detectors and smoke detectors and right. anyone in that room would have been dead within like a couple minutes because gun smokes like yeah. thick dude and it's 1200 well, of rounds of course so i did a video called where there's gun smoke there's fire or something like that and looking at <clears throat> the smoke alarms that do go off when they breach the room so when levi right. hancock only bo- when they breach the room yeah, so if the smoke alarms go off when he breaches the room, how do they not this go off with a thousand rounds? How much of a cover-up there is, but also how ridiculous people are as investigators. Exactly. I agree with you. And also how they can't... Okay, so... Oh, you heard that? Yeah, they're blowing a the room. Nice. I'm on you. You guys are going to stay on this corner? We're going to move across. That way. On you. Stand by. We're trying to see where, what room. You see the flashlights? All, no, all those new flashing lights are uh, are the fire alarm now because they just breached. Stand by. We're trying to see where, what room. 
You see the flashlights? Oh, all, no, all those new flashing lights are uh, are the fire alarm now because they just breached. Yeah. You know, no one's going to give you affirmation or affirm. Like, you're not going to wait for the mainstream media to tell you that, um, well, the heat detectors didn't go off and the smoke detectors didn't go off until they breached the... Right. You got to do thing. the work. Like, no one's going to tell you that. No one's going to confirm that. You're right. You got to go in and look or... or <clears throat> it's one of the you know, weird things. I find it weird. I'm sure you do, too. I know you spent hours and hours listening to those damn 911 calls. I know you did. And I spent hours watching these damn body cam things looking for helicopters, right? Every body cam clip, I'm looking for more helicopters, right? And I'm looking for shooters on the ground too, but I'm using confirmation bias. I'm looking to confirm my thesis. And sure enough, I find helicopters on, well, Almost every one that I, I'm looking at. Not to mention 911 calls. Uh, people were reporting shooters hanging out of helicopters. It, exactly. So we're, we're also, triangulating. They engaged, them, they engaged them air to air with a 50 caliber. Like who goes who goes up in an, uh, a SWAT helicopter with like a 50 caliber airborne? Unless you're that's a good like point. <clears throat> and, and, you know, it, it, all right. So that's a good point. I never really explored that, but. Let's talk about that for a second. One of the scenes that we did see on film was the uh, the police helicopter. I'm not sure if it's N911WY. That's one of the helicopters. One of them lands at the Harley-Davidson dealership. Yeah, I think it was that one. <clears throat> when it lands at the Harley-Davidson dealership, you see one of the SWAT guys loading up an FN mini me. He's loading up a full machine gun with a belt feed and you see him close the top. I know what the gun looks like and he closes the top of the gun. I'll pull right. up the footage and I'll play it for the audience so they can see what I'm talking about. So to your point, what the hell are these guys doing with machine guns going airborne? hell's that about because they sure don't then head to room 32135 and position themselves outside the room that's not what they do they head over to the airport they go flying around There's an active shooter on the airport. Uh, this is a blanket broadcast for all aircraft. Uh, just a heads up. Keep your feet up uh, to the ramp and... Uh
Before we go to the break, uh, if people want to support your journalism, you've been cut off by banks, you've been cut off by everybody. I mean, they're, they're they, trying to take away your ability. They literally have me to where I'm almost homeless and foodless and everything. Like, right, so um, that's why I'm doing zero, this. But but also, I'm, I'm, I'm going full-time. I'm making a full-time push right now, so I have no other income. Right. So I'm like jumping at the same time because it's – it's just a natural reaction for me because they're 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 destroying humanity, you know. Mm, every, they did, everything they, they're doing, <clears throat> with you know, whether you appreciate her reporting or not. I know they did the same thing to Laura Loomer. They cut off her internet or banking stuff like that. They're doing it to you. They're going to do it to me if they can figure out who I am. They'll do it to Jason. They're going to do it to anybody who's bringing counter narrative research that's real journalism that in other words you sit down and yeah. do the work you actually listen to hours of 911 stuff to come up with one recording one 30 second recording that you spend four to five hours to find and that's the work that i know that you do and so if people want to support your work through paypal is there a way that they can send you five bucks, ten bucks, twenty bucks on PayPal to help yeah, support your work? Um, there is. You can go to um, the any of my YouTube videos at the Shepherd Ambellas channel, and the links are in the description. You can go to atn.live, which is the Ambellas Talk Network. The URL is atn.live, and there's a pledge button. That's great. So you can go there. Um, the link in the my screen. YouTube descriptions and stuff, I have Bitcoin addresses, stuff like that, you know, a okay. couple different um, things, but I'm down to where I need all the support I can get because I need to get through like about 90 days and then I feel like sponsor stuff will be like sustainable mm -hmm. and stuff. But if I don't make it through this point, then we're not even going to have a journalist doing this because I'll be totally out of the game. So I no, really need not going to let that happen. We're not going. It's like that. I need people to come through like extra hard right now. Um, That's why we're here. If they know who I am or what I've done. I'm I'm gonna offer you know anyone that comes through, they can DM me. I'll send them a, my film on DVD for free. Shackled to Silence. You're in it. Mm -hmm. um, my latest CD, Gang Stalker 2.0. Um, All right, let's get some uh, support and show some love to Shepard. Consider this kind of like a telethon, just uh, without Jerry Lewis and. All the sad, <laughs> all, all the sad stuff. So let, let's see if we can raise uh, a couple thousand bucks for Shep. And every five bucks, ten bucks helps. You guys would be surprised how it adds up when a couple hundred of you chip in ten, twenty bucks. It's a big deal. So yeah, thank, yeah, thank you really, guys for the support. Shepard Ambellis. I'm the founder of the website IntelliHub.com. I'm also a radio talk show host and a filmmaker. And oh, did I say I make beats? 
So filming the documentary was a crazy experience within itself, but I'm glad I did it. And I'm glad we learned what we learned. Jason Goodman with Crowdsource the Truth, my co-host Bethany Adani, uh, Dr. Jerome Corsi. Making the film in general was a wonderful experience, but in other ways, it was a living hell. I mean, myself and Aaron Cole were literally working 16 and 18 hour days, sometimes even more, uh, to go to all these different interviews that we had to get done with all these experts, doctors, uh, researchers, all these different people, plus end up in Louisville for the second day of the Breonna Taylor protest. So it was a whole power pack trip uh, wrapped up into an investigation uh, that just never ended. And it lasted for about three weeks. It definitely felt like some type of concerted operation, probably law enforcement, probably FBI. Uh, he want, he singled me out and only me out. He knew we were in Telehub. He, he knew we had press credentials. You want to be out here? Yeah. You want to be out here? Yeah. You want to be out here? Yeah. I can get you taken out of here. Who are you? I though? can get you taken out of here if Who you want you? to. So get on back on the back. Go. 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 Who are you? Go. Who are you? Go. Who are you? Go. Who are you? Go. What's your name? Go. What's your name? Get the fuck away. That's who I am. The reason that operative, I call him an operative, wanted us to leave is because we were streaming live. We were the only uh, reporters streaming live for IntelliHub.com and the Jason Goodman Crowdsource the Truth channel uh, on YouTube. And uh, it was a live report. They shot first. Yeah, right. Uh, so, um, what, like, what do you make of all this? Do you think this is going to last longer, or are they like? Man, I think it's going to be a long time because, for one, y'all see those weak ass charges. Yeah. You ain't even say nothing about Brianna Taylor. They didn't even mention her name. Yeah. How y'all doing? I didn't really mean it, but uh, yeah. Hey, man, I did. And you're very. Here's the National Guard. Are you National Guard? Yeah. <laughs> One thing is for sure, Antifa, Black Lives Matter, these groups are working in conjunction not only with people like George Soros, possibly factions of the um, older Obama administration, and possibly even CIA and FBI factions, but we found out they are likely working with law enforcement. We witnessed um, a powwow, if you will. They really wanted us out there. They could not have that live stream going. And one guy was basically threatening me and it turned into me saying something like, or what? There's a lot of motherfuckers here. You're familiar with the phrase, fuck around and find out. Well, meeting Jason Goodman was an experience within itself. He was pretty much like I thought he would be. I've known him for about four years now, something like that. And um, he's a great guy. Um, I really like how he does his investigations. He's walking around New York. He's checking things out. But Hi, my name is Jason Goodman. I am the founder and host of Crowdsource the Truth. And welcome to New York City in the era of COVID-19. Without further ado, 
Here is your host, Shepard Ambellis. All right, it's Thursday, September 24th. I hope everyone's has had a good week so far. Uh, but today we're going to have a special guest with us. Investigative journalist John Collin is joining us. And we're going to be talking all about um, these near-Earth objects, COVID, and what's currently going on with the whole state of the world. Well, I mean, the, the, the story about COVID is so complex uh, and in, in a big way because of you. I mean, you broke uh, probably the biggest aspect of the story that most of the public is not aware of. Hi, this is John Cullen, and I'm back with Shepard Ambellis. How you doing, Shep? I'm doing great, man. I appreciate you putting me on the show. It's a pleasure to have you. You put me on the map, so when you put the uh, the mapping guy on the map, that's a big deal, and it's great to, it's great <laughs> to have you here. You put him on the map. Exactly. So it's great to have you here. So uh, for those of you that uh, are able to and have the means to support Shepard's uh, journalism, it's really important, and I'm grateful for it. Shep's grateful for it. I wanted to talk a bit about something that happened in, I guess it was April of 2020, and you came on the show as a guest with Jason Goodman and I. Jason and I do a show every Friday. And you came on as a guest and you had just done the shackle to silence or you were, let's see, was shackled to silence. No, you hadn't done shackle to silence yet. Right. It was April, 2020. Right. So you hadn't uh, before that. That's right. So you hadn't filmed it yet. And you came on the show. And at the time there was a whole bunch of uh, hullabaloo about the election that had taken place back in November. And I guess they were still counting votes or there was um, something going on where Arizona was recounting the votes at the stadium and somebody rented out the whole damn stadium to recount the votes and that was going on. And so I had a bunch of flight radar data that I was going to show you guys of what was going on near the stadium where they were recounting the votes because it looked creepy to me. It looked weird. So I come to the show with all this flight radar stuff. I'm all excited to share it with you. And you came on the show and you're like, no, no, guys, 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 guys. What you see happening is not what's happening. And there's something else happening. And we were, you know, I'm I'm looking at Jason. Jason's looking at me on the show or in the camera. And we're like, what the hell is Shep talking about? What's What's he saying? What? And then you started to tell us about the military and the national guard getting called up. And you were the first one in the country to have any awareness of this and report this. I mean, no one was talking about this to the extent that when we heard it, we were like, what? Come on, Shep, what the hell are you talking about? Come on. And sure enough, Donald Trump in an interview with Maria Bartiromo like 90 days after you came on the show tells everybody this was the largest call up of the national guard. That's right. Since D day. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm sitting there going, if Shepard Ambellus isn't vindicated by what Donald Trump just said, I mean, 
This goes back to your early reporting on the show. You said, uh, guys, <clears throat> people are sending me footage of like convoys of military trucks. Uh, do you remember this? Tell everybody yeah. how, how that came to be. Because yeah, when with, you um, first heard in, it, you must have been going, what the hell is this? What's going on here? Well, I mean, at IntelliHub News, especially back in the day, we would really heavily monitor any kind of troop or military movements. And it's it's usually always a typical movement, but we would track it all. Um, so through that, I have lots of contacts, um, people within the military, and also I've learned to recognize certain signs. Um, and I was just seeing an unprecedented amount of movement all going in the wrong way. It was all going um just around the country in like in like the most bizarre way and it looked like they were staging for a disaster or something you know and um i think it was newsweek came out later and they said look the white house went into continuity of government over the invisible enemy uh, general o'shaughnessy the head of norana at the time uh, bunkered himself in and they buttoned up um, Cheyenne Mountain and they've activated the Jeep plan and they anticipate possibly having to dig the president out of rubble if the White House is ruined. They had all these radar battery, old school radars around. Um, let me show, let me show the audience. Let me show the audience the article on Newsweek. I'm going to pull it up on the screen so that they know what you're talking about. There yeah. was a, <clears throat> so Newsweek publishes an article about all this continuity of government activity going on and how FEMA and NORAD are being kind of officially put in charge because of this national emergency in all 50 states. Mm -hmm. And the thing that was so odd was that there weren't 200 people dead from COVID. And at the time that the president's declaring all this, like 150 people were dying, you know, 150 people were dying a day or a week from fentanyl. And we've got less than 200 dead from COVID. But from my perspective, as this is happening, there's not 10 people dead in Shanghai. There's not 10 people dead in Hong Kong. There's not 10 people dead in Beijing. Right. So why are we declaring a national emergency? So you came on, <clears throat> you tell us this, and then at the same time this is happening, there was a comet called C-19 Atlas. Mm -hmm. And C-19 Atlas was on its way in towards the solar system. And as it was coming into the solar system, it was burning blue, which I guess which means it's bizarre. Yeah. But I think it means it has a lot of copper. I think it, it has a high copper content or something like that. So it was burning blue. <clears throat> and sure enough, the legendary stuff of this blue Kachina, the blue star and a blue planet that would return there's like written stuff from 4,000, 5,000 years ago about this. And sure enough, the comet's on a 4,000 year, 4,500 year periodicity as it goes around the, uh, the solar system, except it breaks up. It breaks up as it passes between Mercury and the sun. 
doesn't come near Earth, but it was enough to get me to go look at the JPL stuff to find what rocket really was. So that's the rock the news was talking about. And it turned out, so this was kind of weird. There was story after story after story about close calls with meteors. The city of Chicago is transforming a convention center into a makeshift healthcare facility over concerns of a surge in infections. The first 500 beds were unveiled on Friday in the hall that has been home to the Chicago Auto Show. The center is expected to house a further 2,500 beds and patients with mild symptoms will be transferred there from existing hospitals. According to the Johns Hopkins University tracker, there are now over 9,000 confirmed cases in the state of Illinois, where Chicago is located. But what we didn't know when you came on the show, and I think it was April 4th, 4th or 5th, you came on the show, and what we didn't know is that one week earlier, an asteroid actually hit the Earth. And you What's didn't... weird about this, though, we, I think we did know, or I was saying something about trauma surgeons, though. Was yes, I saying you said 30,000. I remember you said 30,000 trauma surgeons are being called up. That turned out to and be I true. And I said that, that they, like, they wouldn't deploy them, like, unless um, they oh, were needed for trauma. Or you were, and you basically. were correct. So here's what ends up happening. So this is why I think this is the biggest story of the 21st century. They wanted 70,000 trauma surgeons. They thought it was going to be so bad that they wanted 70,000 trauma surgeons. Well, we're we're going to get to see this movie again, I'm afraid, in six years. So here's what happens and why I think it's the biggest story of the 21st century. You come on the show. You report this. I go to the JPL site. I'm able to confirm what's happening. I then share that information with Laura Ingram privately. All right, so I had connected with Laura Ingram from Fox News through somebody who's watching my videos. 
knew her and said, I think she needs to see your stuff. So we were talking about COVID. And then you came on the show. You dropped this bombshell. And by the time I find the NASA stuff and whatever, and I share it with Laura, it was like four weeks later. So yeah. I was I was looking into the asteroid stuff from the time you came on the show until I guess it was like April 28th. And that that's when I filmed this simulation, but it's not a simulation. It's like it's it's um it's a 3D representation of what happened, which was about 30 to 40 asteroids were converging on the earth on or about April 26 of 2020. Now the thing that's remarkable about it is that these weren't a million miles away. These were asteroids that are less than one LD. One LD is a lunar distance, which is 250,000 miles. So asteroids that are less than one LD are closer than the moon. Those are the ones I tend to worry about. Exactly. And and in yeah. fact, it, it's the ones that are less than half of an LD. So if it's less than half the distance to the moon, now it gets my attention. Right? If it's 200,000 miles, eh. Right, but when when it's eight thousand miles, four thousand miles, six thousand miles, those are close. Well, it turns out, March twenty eighth of twenty twenty, a meteor hits the Earth mm-hmm. in rural Nigeria. Holy <laughs> Somebody here. 
And they try to cover it up. (laughs) They try and cover it up. It's nominally covered locally. And none of the national news services, NASA, Reuters, nobody covers this. Now, why is that? Because they're anticipating it's the first of many. Right. This is March 28th. And another phenomenon happens. The preview, the trailer for the movie Greenland gets ghosted from the internet. Yeah. Like it like it didn't exist. But they just yeah. put the trailer out a week earlier. <laughs> Is this Clark, this uh, interstellar comet? Big news. I don't see Clark. Oh, maybe he's still sleeping. Dad. (laughs) Some of Clark's larger fragments are now expected to enter our atmosphere. That's right. What are they saying? More of the same. Whoa! Where are they going? I don't know. One of the first chunks is about to hit. Only part of it. It's going in the ocean. But you look at that. Wait, what is the explosion? We now are getting word that the fragment has hit Central Florida. Wait, are some more pieces going to hit? Come on, let's go. The sky's on fire. Two days. They got it all wrong. There's a ton of fragments. Planet killers. Space agencies are predicting an extinction level event. We're going to be together. All right, get them. We're just trying to get to safety. They've been tracking the military flights to bunkers in Greenland. It's their only chance. This broadcast, seek shelter immediately. What is it? What's going on? If you are hearing this broadcast, oh seek shelter. John, go! Hi, Lord Nathan! Seek shelter immediately. Seek shelter immediately. That's that movie with all these asteroids coming in. And yeah! Everything. Yeah! And it was and basically the whole scenario we were talking about. Exactly. And they pull the trailer off the internet. As if it didn't exist, and if you published anything that had it in there, it was given a strike or taken down. I was like, well, what the hell is that all about? Why would you do that? That's odd. It must have been a coincidence. So I find all this JPL stuff. I end up sharing it with Laura Ingram on a weekend, on a weekend morning, like 8 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday or Sunday. I forget which day it was. And it's over Skype, no cameras, just talking over Skype. But I sent her the video 
In fact, you have it, right? I sent it to you. You have it. I sent it to you via Skype. You should have the uh, the asteroid video, right? You have a copy yeah. of it. Yeah. So I send that to her. She's watching the video. And we're talking, right? So we're talking via Skype. She's watching it. I'm watching it. And she's like, what is this? And I said, meteors converging on the earth. And it's like, when? And I'm like, yesterday. <laughs> You're okay today, but... You almost didn't wake up today, Cookie, you know? Yeah. There, there almost was no April 28th of 2020. Right. And this this cover-up, so let's go back to the field hospitals. Field hospitals were deployed in every major city in the United States. 250 hospital cots are being prepared inside the Santa Clara Convention Center's main hall. It's all part of Santa Clara County's plan to handle an expected onslaught of patients suffering from COVID-19. Well, the state is ready, especially this field hospital behind me here at the Boston Convention Center, as you mentioned, Kate, Boston Hope. Now, this field hospital will serve as a relief valve to the healthcare system so it doesn't get clogged and area hospitals can focus on providing life-saving treatment for those who need it. The governor toured the new Boston Hope Medical Center, a 1,000-bed field hospital at the site of the convention center. It's already being used. Baker was joined by the Army's top general, James McConville, a Massachusetts native. Military medical personnel are working side-by-side -side here with doctors and nurses caring for patients. We are in a war against an invisible enemy. We had a lot of rumors about was the military taking over Seattle? The answer is no. They're here to help. 300 soldiers will soon transform the CenturyLink Event Center into a fully functioning hospital with nearly 150 beds, surgeons, even a pharmacy on site. The field hospital would be used to treat people who don't have the virus if the hospitals are overrun. The Army Corps said the hospital on this site would be similar to the one at the Javits Center in New York City. This would be the second field hospital in South Florida. The state already built one on the youth fairgrounds in West Dade. That site we've reported. Every major yeah. city, every major city. So if you think there wasn't one in Boise, Idaho, there was one in Boise, Idaho. If you think there wasn't one in Rhode Island, there were four of them in Rhode Island. Okay. Right. They were everywhere the largest call-up of the National Guard since D-Day, and now here comes the punchline. They stood for 11 days. Yeah. 11 days. Right, right. Putting it all within that time period. And then on May 1st, they start putting them away. And we're looking at the asteroid animation, and the asteroid animation looks like everything's okay April 28th, 29th. Mm -hmm. April 28th, 29th, everything's okay, and they put the field hospitals away on May 1st? Holy mackerel. I guess Trump didn't want to pay for an extra hour. Right, right. You know? Right. He's like, you know, well, they're gone. Put them away. Get, them, get rid of them. It didn't make a whole lot. Of, why would you go through all this effort? To build the field hospitals and normally have them standing for 11 days. Also, that's a perfect um, drill, and it gives them a um, how to assemble that and how long it's going to take idea. 
um, and getting that the logistics of getting those deployed. And they probably left that equipment in every city and it'd be faster next time and such and such. Interesting. Interesting. Well, uh, did you know, like this week, there was an at least one impact and maybe two, and there was a bunch of asteroids going everywhere. One almost oh, yeah. like actually hit a whole city or something. I mean, yeah. it's crazy out there. Yeah. When we go through these meteor showers, so there are certain times a year when there's the Orionids, right? So there's, there's different periods of the year when we know we are traversing through meteor rich parts of space because we keep going around, you know, the same thing again and again. So they, you know, they tell you, you know, you expect meteor showers this week. And so there's certain times a year when you get to see quite a few of them. And yeah. so this was the weird thing was that they were reporting on all these near misses and they don't report on the one that hits. Well, it's how, crazy. Yeah. Why would you not report on one that hits? That's weird. Well, unless you're trying to yeah. hide something, right? So the, the field hospitals are only standing for 11 days and you're told don't bring your COVID patients here. These are not for COVID. This is in case the hospitals are overrun. These are for hospital overflow. And then, as you said, they brought up 30,000 trauma surgeons. And each one of the field hospitals had an incident command center for a respiratory infection. For a respiratory Crazy. infection that hadn't killed 10 people in Shanghai, right. hadn't killed 10 people in Hong Kong. I interviewed doctors that said, you know, if they got trauma surgeons, then something's up. You know what I mean? Like, they're not yeah. going to deploy those for a virus. And now, you also notice that these hospitals, so for example, uh, NHS Nightingale in the UK on the Thames, 4,000 beds. Mm -hmm. They put it away in May. didn't stand for six weeks they built them in turkey they built them in croatia they built them in south africa they they built field hospitals all over the world and they had nothing to do with covid they were yeah. put away after less than two weeks in the united states 11 days can you imagine all that work to put them up and 11 days later put them put them away you you want to just leave them up here for 90 days or so see how this thing kind of plays out you, you, you yeah 11 days huh it's weird it wasn't but it's all fitting you know it it all it all matches and Correct. this whole scenario is still playing out to this day Indeed, you know, and everything's still ramping in. I mean, we got the Earth's core 
they're saying it's stopping. Um, that's another which, wild story, and that that's a story well, that that's in it. That to me is an effect of magnetic breaking. That to me lets me know this nemesis system's getting close. The funny thing is, is that's the type of story that you would have reported and broken way before the mainstream media. And naysayers would have said, oh, there goes Shep again with another one's crazy stories that the core of the earth is reversing. Well, I but did. That, I mean, all the I, GI, I, it, this is like a huge story now. Because we were talking about, in my film, Shackled to Silence, we were talking about magnetic breaking with Marshall Masters and how it, uh, you know, when a big perturber like that comes in the system, it basically like um, locks in magnetically. You know, I don't know you, what the you, hell happens. All I know is that if the core of the Earth has stopped spinning or has countered direction, again, it seems like a rather significant event. Well, so, the like like, like the helicopters in every, Vegas, right? Like the helicopters well, the in Vegas. It's like, how do you then go to, you know, a story? In other words, nobody has really significantly yeah. explained. So wait, wait, wait. The core of the Earth has stopped spinning. And, and they on, say it's and, a, they say it's a regular thing that happens every seventy years, which is where the nah, info comes in. Yeah, this I'm only not happens that. every thirty six hundred. Uh, people need to go to the the uh, Adam and Eve story, the CIA's Adam and Eve story, where they got a hold of this um, Adam and Eve story that this dude did a scenario on exactly what would happen um, when a pole when the pole shift happens, and essentially. It's because of the passing of a of the of the nemesis system, but with Planet X and whatnot, which happens in a cyclical fashion. But they documented that this happens in a cycle because they drilled down into the Earth, um, you know, with like the cola borehole and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. They've taken core samples though, mm -hmm. and they've seen that when there is a pole shift, um there's there's a big mud floods and sloshing and stuff like that on the planet and that all happens within just a several hour period to a like a one day period and it's mm -hmm. so abrupt and it hits us so hard that there's no warning basically well again as as i said if the core of the earth has stopped spinning or changes direction You'd think you'd have a geologist on just about every night with the latest update as to what this could mean. It's weird. It's bizarre. They're just like hiding it and then yeah. giving this like blanket story. I saw a report just a couple of days ago that a piece of the sun, you know, they have Broke the sun. Off. Yeah. And that's a, no a big flare. Ah. And now, this, the thing is, in my opinion, the only huge. thing that causes that is what I'm talking about too. The so, nemesis passing too close. The sun's nemesis. Uh, so it's one of the things that you shared component. so one of the things you shared with me that i didn't know is that most star systems in the milky way most stars are binary stars and i didn't know that and it's true most of the stars in the milky way galaxy are binary stars they have a companion and ours Our supposedly doesn't, doesn't um, right what they tell us right but the theory is that 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 second sun is burnt out 
could and be a black hole a brown dwarf star and there's still planets that orbit that and it makes right. it very hard to detect and this is what nasa started detecting and admitted in like 1982 83 and then it gets into them developing the fema well let me tell you something and funny for what they activated during the stafford act and and cog and what donald yeah. trump ushered in in the 50 governors and and then we see all this ramp up and now there's asteroids every day and ufos all over and it yeah. looked like the iss fell out of the sky on a balloon <laughs> well here, here's here's a, a piece of the story i think you might find interesting there's a gentleman i just did an interview with about a week or two ago um named spike who uses a firewall uh program called peer block that tells you who's trying to uh, ping your machine for cookies and what have you, right? So it, not only is it a, a firewall, but it it rats out who it is that's trying to get in. <clears throat> well, he started to do some searches on Planet X. And he said his firewall went bonkers. And all of a sudden, NASA... And everybody was pinging him. And he was like, what the hell? Why are they so interested in me? Because I'm poking around Planet X. Did I just hit a nerve or something? Why are they, why are they pinging me? So that was the initiation of what ended up happening with him, where he ends up running peer block and does a query against I am John Cullen and gets 400 pages of IP addresses pinging him mm -hmm. and he was he was freaking out and he said i thought it would be 400 pages on shepherd ambellus or you know laurel Loomer, or you know somebody who's kind of known as you know a bit of a troublemaker or whatever right somebody who's known mm -hmm. as stirring the pot and he said but i ran laurel Loomer and i ran shepherd ambellus and yeah they were there were ip addresses track but he said oh my god he said man when i ran i am john cullen he said, I thought a black car was going to pull up outside my house. Yeah. I said, it was freaky, yeah. man. He said, 400 pages. He's like, what mm -hmm. did you do? What did you do? And I was like, I, I might have figured out this Vegas thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Might, might, might be a little too close, no, too close for comfort. That's crazy. So, but it started with him poking around planet x and he said and all of a sudden like nasa was pinging him and he's like what the why would you guys give a hoot what, what that i'm poking around planet x he yeah said it was well, wild they, the, um most recently some of my reporting's real divisive with nasa and i've even de debated uh astronauts on clubhouse i've debated um the nasa press lady um everything and i don't think they ever hold held a candle um to me on some of this stuff but um interestingly enough they sent a whole group after me that is it's it's part of like targeting operations but um they have private companies that do this and they have a 3800 um person company that they assigned to me they probably assigned about 20 of the operatives from it and I tracked them back and doxed a few and, you know, it, um, so it's they're running like operations. 
It's a dangerous you know, game. Take up my time, and because again, you you shared your name, and you're easy to find, and you're, and you stand out in the crowd in Beijing, and yeah. <clears throat> and uh, it's one of the reasons why I opted to go incognito. I was afraid of all this. I was mm-hmm. afraid that's what was going to happen, and I knew <clears throat> that I'd be sacrificing credibility. By going incognito with the whole costume and thing, yeah. But I figured, you know what? If I if I don't voice my opinion too much, I keep my mouth shut, and I just show evidence. The whole difference doesn't look like with them, you know. If I'm yeah, in costume, exactly. right? It's like I got exactly. the goods. I got the goods, mm-hmm. right? And so, <clears throat> at the end of the day. As weird as it may look, now everybody's experiencing it. Doctors, they're going after doctors' license. Imagine you're a physician, and you're going to get told by the state you can't practice med. What, and you're going to go work at Starbucks now? I mean, a lot of doctors are freaking out over this stuff because they're Mm -hmm. getting attacked. So it started with you. Right, I I kind of stayed in the shadows enough to not have to deal with these people, but Jason has been up to his eyeballs in these legal things right. for for That's years. Targeting, yeah, so the, draining so, and targeting. Exactly. So they did that to him. They did again, whether or not you appreciate her reporting or not. They did the same thing to Laura Loomer, right? That could, yeah, high profile. They shut off her. They shut off like her cable. Like she couldn't have internet. In her house, the internet company said, "We don't like you. Yeah, you know, your your social score with us is low. You can't have internet." It's like, what the? Come on. So, <clears throat> I think think things have gotten a little bit crazy, but I wanted to to definitely get a chance to share that aspect of the story with the audience with uh, these asteroids because, to me. The fact that the field hospitals had nothing to do with COVID and were for a potential extinction-level event, and nobody knows this, and that you effectively came on and broke this story back in April of 2020, it's the biggest story of the 21st century uh, to me. Yeah, I think so, too. There was that that comment, Elenin, back in the day, and um, people thought it was like a drill that stood for extinction level event nemesis is near and it's some type of military code or something is what we came up with back in the day and they, around the same time they tested the emergency alert system in full continuity for the first time so okay. i i believe that to be part of this well again the somehow. newsweek article the newsweek article kind of gave up the ghost and oftentimes you can find journalism like that that it can become kind of a, a, a big piece of the story. And you look at this Newsweek story, and you're like, this sure does seem like overkill for a respiratory infection. Yeah. It really does. And I said that, I said that to Laura Ingram. I said, doesn't this seem like, you know, he, she knew at the time they weren't 10 dead in Shanghai, Beijing, or Hong Kong. I kept, I kept pounding her on the head with that. So mm-hmm. I was like, how, how does this make any sense? There's nobody at the time. There was like nobody dead in Vietnam. There was nobody dead in Laos. Nobody dead in Cambodia. 
and you're putting and the, the whole f- world doing the same and everybody's building field hospitals yeah it's like mm-hmm. well but but there's nobody dead in hong kong there's four people dead in hong kong and you're building what the why are you building a field hospital you broke the story my friend you yeah, are man. the one you broke the story people ridiculed you for it and they shut off your ability to earn and you're the guy who broke the biggest story of the 21st century in my opinion they in can still opinion. grab my film shackled to silence the link will be in the description um <laughs> and you're in it jason goodman's in it it's a great film and it stands to this day and lays out everything that is um happened and will come indeed and again uh i'm in awe of the reporting that you've done the work that you put into the vegas shooting the hours and hours that you spent studying the damn 911 calls and and those reports and stuff and then to bring this story to light and it and it was such a shocking story and the fact that you just came out and just said no this is what's going on guys i'm certain i'm certain this is what's going on and that was all i needed to hear i trust you enough that i went to jpl and sure enough man you were on it it was unreal i couldn't believe what i saw i couldn't believe it and so for that (laughs) i i tip my hat to you my friend thank you and to the audience, let's do what we can to support Shepard's journalism. Uh, this can't stop. The man is too important. He put my work on the map, and for that, I'm forever in your debt. And I appreciate I, you having me on the show, too. Um, obviously, I'm trying to raise some money because I'm at uh, literally a zero level. <laughs> so, But I'm doing this full time, and I'm just going to have faith in God and uh, move forward. So... Um, like today I have zero dollars, but I'm just going to do it and move forward. Right, well, let's, so uh, let's, let's talk about, let's promote the channel. You've got the, um, uh, tell everybody about the Ambellus network. Uh, what, do, what do we have there? The Ambellus talk network. It's ATN.live is the URL. Go to ATN.live Ambellus talk network. And you can catch all the shows on there. The rained out rant cast, the Cole report, shepherd Ambella show, and the outcast um and those archived to apple podcasts and all the platforms and um the shows are now all on video on all the platforms as well and on atn.live so we're streaming out to like 11 platforms or something right now and we're adding more and if you guys can contribute uh we've got a paypal link that you can use if you want to just paypal uh 10 20 bucks film um the bitcoin address you know if you got a few bitcoin laying around i'll take that um and shackled to silence is awesome it is a really it's awesome it is a really well done film and i know you and aaron worked really hard on that and it shows um, it shows i have one thousand hours into the film click the link in the description for the film all right i'll send it out all right, we'll put the links up here on the screen. Shep, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show, and you're welcome back anytime. I think we're going to get a lot of love coming your way. So sit back, relax, and uh, we got this. We got this, my friend. Thanks. 
I appreciate it, John. Thanks, everybody. Awesome. Talk Great to you work, soon. brother. All right. Keep it up. The next leg of our investigation um, took us to Houston, Texas, where we met up with Dr. Richard Urso, who's an outspoken doctor on the COVID. Um, he's met with Vice President Mike Pence recently and sat rather close to him. And he has a lot of insight into what's been going on in the medical field with COVID, what, what, you know, how Thanks he's been treating in, these everyone. patients and what he's found out and what he told. Thanks for tuning in everyone. I'm going to go live tomorrow again in the morning and I'll pop in on the stream here and there. And then uh, the show will go live tomorrow night as usual. Thank you. I need more support. Thank you. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc